Hello and welcome to the Slow Down and Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Kim Stark, and this podcast is all about how we can move at a more natural, less busy pace so we can have beautiful, calm and abundant lives. Hello, my friends. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you for joining me. Uh, This is going to be a bit of an interesting episode. I'm not sure exactly where it's going to go, but there's some things that I just wanted to talk to you guys about. And I don't know if you're in the same place as me or whether this will make any sense, but I'm seeing it a lot around me. So I'm just trusting that my intuitive pull to talk about this means that maybe there's other people out there that might get some value from just having someone talk about what I want to talk about. So I don't have huge amounts of points, so it's probably going to be a short episode, but I'm really seeing this shift in business happening and I'm definitely feeling it and maybe it's my bubble that I'm seeing it around a lot, but because I am seeing it reflected almost everywhere, I did want to talk about this shift I'm seeing from very ambitious, overachieving, driven business women. So I have definitely been one of those people. I really like worked so hard, especially at the beginning of my businesses, where I just really was so driven to make them the best that they could be, to be really highly successful. I had a lot of ambition and a lot of that drive, as I've talked previously about on this podcast, but a lot of that drive to achieve was about creating something that then made me feel worthy. And when we really look at the sort of the undercurrent or the beliefs underneath is if I'm successful, I will be lovable. So that's what's been driving me for a long time. And of course, it's gotten me to where I am now. So I am very grateful for that part of me that is very driven, is very ambitious. But I'm just finding that part of me just kind of is dissolving a lot. Like it's definitely... I've called myself a recovering overachiever for many years, but it's just coming to that point now where I just don't want to achieve or create something for the sake of success. Like I'm just, I'm just not interested. It's like there's whole new drivers coming on board and this kind of pulling back from ambition or maybe even a lack of ambition is what I'm seeing reflected around a lot. I was at a business lunch event a few weeks ago and it was a beautiful space where you know it was about 100 people in the room and they had three or four speakers I think and two of them had had this experience where they got to this point in their business where they just kind of had had enough they they had hit that kind of burnout point that point where they really knew that something had to pivot and shift in their business and One of the women talked about how she actually got rid of all of these stores that she had. So she was running an exercise business and they had a lot of venues open and they actually closed a whole bunch of the venues and through that started to pivot and shift to another part of their business that they just thought wouldn't be as lucrative. They were prepared to kind of take a big cut. They were prepared to kind of uh, run a smaller business. And actually what happened through that, through actually getting rid of the thing that was exhausting them, their business actually became more profitable, even though it became quieter. And then the other, the woman that was speaking was also talking about how she had kind of dropped this this idea of ambition. And she was like, I just want to garden. I just want to be slow and garden and 
Really, she pulled back a lot from business and that enabled her to kind of, again, cull off the things that weren't working and really focus on the things that were. So I'm not talking about giving up business. This isn't what I'm talking about. It's more about this kind of realignment that I'm seeing everywhere. People really kind of getting to the nitty gritty of what am I doing And why am I doing it? And how do I want to do that moving forward? I'm just really feeling into this shift. And it's it's a bit hard to explain because it feels quite energetic. It's almost like there's a new way of being, new way of being in business kind of birthing. And we're not there yet. We're still in this kind of paradigm of consumerism and creating bigger and better things all the time and growth orientated and, you know, Uh, profit before people. Not that any of the people I'm interacting with um, have that ethos, but that's kind of the system we're in, right? Where it's all about how much money can we make versus what are we actually offering that's good to the world. And with my own personal journey, I have definitely been in this space, uh, mostly due to circumstances, having sold both my businesses uh, last year. I have been in a nice like slow phase just from unwinding from those businesses and really allowing myself to give myself space to really reset. And I'm finding that I'm actually doing that more now than when I first got out of the businesses because I sort of allowed myself five months, which seems like a long time, but it felt very quick. And then I was getting that push to kind of really be like, okay, what's my next thing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Um, even though financially I didn't need to, there was this kind of sense of, okay, well, you know, I need to start doing something. And so it launched into new things and created new things. And, and it's kind of now that I'm sort of really getting to this point of real nervous system reset. So my nervous system has been running on adrenaline and stress for a long, long time. So that even though I've removed the stress from my life, Um, And even the last few years of my business wasn't that particularly stressful because I'd done a lot of work to make sure it wasn't and had a lot of support systems and, you know, that the alignment was a lot better in the business, that things were flowing without as much effort from me, which was awesome. But it's almost like the nervous system had learnt how to be in such a stressful place that even though I removed the physical stresses, it still was responding as if I was stressed. And so... All this time later after not really being in business and and of course I've been doing this podcast and coaching and I paint and I do other like, you know, I'm doing things. There does feel like it's only now this kind of reset's happening. And that sort of really has started since my trip to Kakadu, which I have talked about. So that was, oh gosh, I think it was two months ago now. And it was such a huge trip for me I, and I didn't kind of understand or realize until the fi- trip had finished and I kind of really hit this point of so many things dissolving in my life. I don't know if you guys have ever found that where something just happens, you know, maybe it is a trip or you go overseas, just something happens where it's like I can no longer kind of operate in the way that I have been operating. And so I've been kind of telling my friends I've been in this like portal <laughs> like this and I call it my age of dissolving and it feels like everything that I have and the way that I have been doing things is dissolving and I can't hold on to those things anymore. It's like that's all in the past and it's almost like I look at trying to create a business in the way that I have previously. It's kind of like it's behind a veil and and it's in the past and it's like that's 
that's not how I want to create moving forward. And in order to kind of work out how I want to create moving forward, I need to be in this complete place of nothingness, complete stillness. And I've been doing a lot of beautiful nervous system work through the trauma-informed practitioner training that I'm doing. I'm doing somatic practitioner training. And a lot of that is sitting with our present moment experience, uh, regardless of what that is, whether that's a lot of sadness or grief or anger or anxiety and and learning how to sit with our experience. And, And through that, a lot is moving and shifting and coming out of my body. It's almost like all this stored feeling. You know, my teacher calls trauma stored feeling, and I really do believe that. It's like it's coming out. It's like I'm wringing a sponge out. <laughs> and and it's been a quite uncomfortable process but also a beautiful one because I feel the lightness that is available to me because of all this stuff that's just removing itself from my body. But that whole process has required a lot of stillness and it's like my body and my soul, my inner knowing is yearning for stillness and I'm getting messages like I do voice dialogue work as part of this work where you talk to these parts and these parts are saying, you know, I've got the part, the overachiever part that's like, we need to keep going, go do, do, do. We're not valuable unless we do, do, do. And then there's this other part that's becoming a lot louder, which is, just want to sit here and be still and it's like the medicine of the moment it's like it's hard to describe unless you've actually really allowed yourself to spend large periods of time just being still but it's like you can it's almost like I can feel the universe rearranging itself around me and in me when I'm still And there's a beautiful uh, letter that I want to read to you guys from Elizabeth Gilbert, who's a writer that um, wrote Eat, Pray, Love, if you don't already know her. I just love her. I just think she's so brilliant. And, yeah, she's become a big advocate for uh, creativity and being true to your heart and following love. And she's recently started a Substack Uh, called Letters from Love. So it's a practice she's been doing for a long, long time is she writes letters as if they're from love. And it's kind of like she's bringing forth this higher wisdom. And, you know, it's similar, I would say, to when you journal from your higher self. You know, it's this higher knowing, this like deeper part of yourself that is very wise and very loving. And so she's been encouraging everyone to write these letters from love. And I've just loved her letter, uh, which was a week ago, which was her you know, her higher self or this love saying, you know, they call her my little plum. <laughs> it's like, my little plum, please slow down. Just be still for a moment. And so this week's letter was a similar thing, uh, sort of following up on her letter from last week. So I just wanted to read you this week's one because it just, yeah, it just speaks to everything that sort of I, I'm seeing and I'm, I'm going through. So she says, dear love, what would you have me know today? And then the reply is, the little plum in the palm of my hand, rest with me for a moment. Let us be together. I have asked you this week again to slow down, to let go of certain self-inflicted duties and deadlines, to ask for time and space, to take on a little less work, to volunteer slightly less often for service. Please do not misunderstand me. It is a beautiful thing to work and to serve. I want you to experience plenty of both. 
But it is also a beautiful thing to sit in silence with me and to practice noticing how the world seems to be perfectly capable of carrying on without your constant administration and involvement. What governs all that you see, my love? Not you, tiny monkey, not you. My love, I will remind you again not to fill your hours and days with so much activity. Much of it is unnecessary. You charge into life with an urgency that is not always warranted. I do not abide in urgency. That's all you, babe. That's all you. Don't be seduced by the cries and struggles and daily little dramas and guilt trips of your mind. It isn't all real. And even if it were real, it will all pass. Just let it pass. I will also remind you that the most important work you have ever done in your life, both for yourself and for the world, was generated out of silence, stillness and solitude. Here they're talking about eat, pray, love. So please settle more deeply into quietness and put some trust in me. If I want more discipline from you in any realm, it is only in the realm of stillness. It is there that you can hear me and I can find you poised on the edge of your own heart, waiting for certain in my presence. So I just really love that letter and I'd highly recommend going to the Substack. It's free to read her letters. Um, so I'll put a link in the show notes and have a read of her last few letters. They're really beautiful and everyone's letters are also amazing, like such wisdom coming through. And this is the message I keep seeing over and over again is this come back to stillness. I really believe moving forward, we have to trust in knowing that there is so much magic that comes from being. It's not what we've been taught, this, this concept of everything comes from doing. And in fact, there is all the magic, everything we want and we need comes from just being. And from that place arises action. From that place, we receive what we need. I really believe it's no longer about going out and really hunting down what we want. I feel like we're moving into this period where more and more we can be in alignment with what we're after and let it come to us. Life isn't supposed to be such a struggle. I really believe that our overactive, critical, judgmental minds make us do so much more than we need to. And I touched on this in last week's episode about the inner critic, this drive that we have that says that we're not good enough, that we need to get somewhere where we are good enough. In order to get there, we have to do this massive amount of work and this effort. And there's so many things we need to change and so many things we need to get in order to be okay. And I just feel like we're all kind of moving into this place where that's just no longer true. We need to start listening to the deeper part of ourselves that are calling us into this slowness, into this stillness. That's where our wisdom is. That's where our ideas are. That's where we have our creative energy coming forth so that when we do really desire to do something, it feels amazing, right? It's like, oh, I can't wait to do that thing. It's no longer about flogging ourselves and, you know, being the tired horses kind of trying to gallop down the road still. I really, truly believe there is a new way of being in business that is being birthed. And it is this new way of being supported. We're supporting our bodies. We're supporting our health. We're supporting our energies, especially if you identify as having a more feminine essence. It's about receiving. It's about being in the being. And I think until you actually try it, it can be very like... It can be very hard to kind of understand how that works. So if this is all kind of sounding crazy and like how are you supposed to do anything if you're not doing all the time, just try being with yourself 
for a few moments of the day and just see if that shifts anything. You know, maybe even spend half an hour where you're not doing anything. And I'm talking no meditation either or journaling or anything, just sitting there and witnessing the moment, looking around, seeing what's in your environment, just paying attention to your present moment experience. How are you feeling inside? My lovely mentor, Bella Lively, went through a stage that she calls the cocoon phase or the dragon phase, and that's definitely where I feel myself now. So she spent, I don't know how long exactly, it might have been up to a year, six months to a year, being this cocoon phase where she didn't do, she wasn't putting out work. I don't even think she was doing the podcast at that time, Um, and she wasn't creating courses. She was really just allowing herself to be in this dissolve where she was processing emotions a lot and things were coming up for her to deal with and and she was just having to be in the moment a lot. And then she also hit this point where she was, it was during COVID, she was in Hawaii, where she would just spend hours and hours and hours staring out the window because that's all she wanted to do. And she's very good at following her intuitive pull about what is okay to for her to be doing so I know a lot of people would be freaking out about not working and spending so much time doing nothing and so it is very challenging I understand so it's really beautiful to have her as a role model for myself and knowing that that's what she needed to do for her own personal growth and she's now in a place where she is producing a lot of uh, work not that it's about producing work but she's now in a phase where she is uh, offering a lot to her community And not just through example, she's doing a lot of courses that are helping a lot of people. So it's not to say if you're in this place of really needing a lot of quiet and stillness or where I am, where I'm calling it the dissolve, you know, don't let your mind think that that's how you're going to be forever. It just feels like this is an important phase and that what's on the other side is a, a shift, a new way of being. So yeah, it's definitely very interesting times we're in and not just from what I'm talking about in terms of business and this like letting go of ambition that I'm seeing, but just in general, there are some wild things going on and I know it can be a very challenging time. And I know Lee Harris has recently channeled about how these are challenging times and they are sort of his guides talk about how it will continue through to end of 2024. And that during that time, we need to really be working on our inner selves so that we can hold our love and our joy and our truth and our compassion, regardless of what's going on around us. And I think that's what part of the stillness is, is really cultivating what's really important for us. How do we maintain our grounding, our centeredness, regardless of what's going on around us? I think that's going to be really useful skills for some of the crazy things that I'm sure are about to come up. So I'm heading off to Uluru next week, which I'm very excited about. It's really interesting how two trips to the Northern Territory have kind of come up in this period. And um, this is a women's retreat that I'm doing that just sort of came up. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, boom, got to do that. I've been wanting to go to Uluru for so long. I haven't been since I was about four. And it's just, I haven't found the right vehicle to go. Um, and it didn't feel right to just kind of go and stay in a hotel and kind of just do the tourist thing. So this is a women's retreat, which I'm really excited about. Some really special women, and we're going to be doing some special work on the land and um, just so excited to go. And it it's really interesting how I can already feel the energy of that trip and it's been informing my last few weeks as well. 
and it, and I, the sense I get is that my trip to Kakadu was kind of the opening of this particular period, and I feel like Uluru is going to be the other end of that bookend. It's going to be the closing of this particular dissolve chapter, and a new one will start. And I have no idea what that start feels like, but I can really feel change coming. I don't know if you guys get that. Like I really get a sense of something really big is about to shift or change and and I really feel like that part of my trip to Uluru is this change. Um, also, I'm getting a puppy dog the day I get back, which is so exciting. So, yeah, you guys will be uh, hearing about my dog. <laughs> and also, if you follow me on Instagram at Slow Down and Thrive, I'm sure there'll be some photos going on there. But, yeah, so I get my little puppy. I haven't had a dog for two years. And I love dogs. I'm such a dog mad person. And, and I've pretty much always had dogs growing up. And I uh, had a beautiful Kelpie Staffy for 13 years until, yeah, two years ago. And so, yeah, really looking forward to getting my little puppy. So she's a Bordoodle, a Border Collie Cross Poodle. And so that's a big enough change, right? Like just getting a dog uh, is going to be really massive and I'm just so looking forward to it. So this will probably be the last episode I'll record for at least a few weeks. I'll see how I go post uh, Uluru. Um, If my trip to Kakadu was – if it's anything like my trip to Kakadu, it might take me a couple of weeks to get back onto the podcast. And that's just what I love allowing myself to do is to just – take that time and that space if I need and then I love showing up and doing an episode when it feels right and when it feels aligned so I'm definitely looking forward to sharing the wisdom from (laughs) being out in the land and Uluru is just such a magical powerful place like everyone that I know that's been there has really talked about how powerful the energy is there so I'm sure I'll have some good stories to share So I hope you guys are looking after yourself, whether you are in a really active doing, creating place, which is awesome, or whether you're more in this dissolve like I am in this desire to just reshift and to be still and kind of feel into what's next. I hope that you're taking really good care of yourself and you are resting and you are listening to your body and you are being really kind to yourself, both in your actions and your thoughts and your words. All right. Love you guys heaps. Thank you so much as always for listening and I'll see you on the flip side of Uluru. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please follow or subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and join me over on Instagram at Slow Down and Thrive for more daily tips and messages.